get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games you guys can we can we stop and, and talk a little bit about this unbelievable unbelievable what we witnessed in winnipeg this saturday afternoon incredible 51 to 6 the blue bombers dominate the saskatchewan rough riders start to finish smashing records in the process the stars of this team shining the fans of this team glowing. It was a scene at the Madhouse on Matheson in the 19th annual Banjo Bowl. Incredible. Just outstanding. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, when they want to, when they want to go out and play football, I don't know if they can be stopped. And I'm not saying that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are on the same level as the Toronto Argonauts or even the BC Lions. The Labor Day Classic was a two-point overtime win, essentially a two-point convert win for Saskatchewan. And they did it at home. That happens. That's about right. But similarly to how Winnipeg lost 30 to 6 at home to the BC Lions, the rematch, what was it? Month, month and a half later, 50 to 14, they beat the BC Lions. They lose to a team that is. Not as good as them in the Labor Day Classic. And they come back to win in the most convincing fashion imaginable. Winnipeg scored a touchdown on each and every one of their first six possessions. Zach Kolaris threw five touchdowns in the first half. I think he had 284 yards in the air. Brady Oliveira elevated himself into the most outstanding player conversation in the CFL. It's Chad Kelly. It's Matthew Betts. It's Willie Jefferson. It's Brady Oliveira. It's Zach Kolaris. Might be a couple others in there that, you know, you could have an argument about. But Winnipeg, I'm honestly lost. You guys, I wrote a little intro for this, right? I call it the lead, right? That's what, what reporters do. You write a lead. That's the, the opening sentence. I wrote one. I threw it out. Wanted to speak, you know, kind of from the gut. Because this game was a special game. This is a game that will not be soon forgotten. Incredible. Incredible. Bombers fans, you must be feeling so, so good right now. Redemption and revenge 
is often so sweet, and I'm sure it is today. Welcome inside Game Day After Dark. How is everybody? I kind of have a feeling I know how you're doing. Great to see everybody in the live chat. What's going on? I, I, should I go through all the names? Great to see everybody. And if you're watching or listening to this afterwards, thanks for coming along. Appreciate you checking out Game Day After Dark and Winnipeg's post-game show here on Bonfire Sports. I'm really excited to get into the post-game tonight, okay? Because we are going to show you video highlights. I don't think you're going to get that anywhere else, okay? We are going to analyze what we saw. We are going to break down the numbers and show you the stats from the game. The man, Schnitzy, Zach Schnitzer, will join me leaving his post in the stands at IG Field. Blue Bomber super fan, just one of my favorite people. He is going to join us in just a couple minutes as well. And you're all along with us. This is going to be great. People have been texting the Bonfire Hotline, 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. And my broken iPhone is turning on the light, uh, the, the, the flashlight. Hey, hey, it's live. Here we are. Great to see everybody. Um, where do you want to start? Gosh, where do you want to start? Um, let's let's just let's break it down, you know, and and stick around because we're we're going to get into Walby's Warrior, and we'll make our picks for that. Want yours as well in the live chat. Westwood's wide to the right. The moment that things kind of maybe you know didn't go so well. The bonfire burning point. It's not that whatever turning point it's the bonfire burning point in the moment where things turned in favor of the winnipeg blue bombers opening kickoff maybe uh we'll give out our happy honker award in homage to the late great cactus jack wells hand out our game balls and uh you know thank our sponsors uh for for joining us as well we're going to talk about heart to home meals.ca uh the winnipeg wolf pack and uh, the women's football program that they have here in the city, one of two, age 16 and up. Um, and, uh, well, you know, we're, we're going to get to uh, some texts on the Bonfire Hotline. 204-816-8477. That's 816-TIPS. Easy to remember. Um, and I'll ask you guys right now, hit the thumbs up. Go ahead and do that right now. And tell a friend. Share it on social media. Give someone a call. Text them the link whatever, whether you're watching or you got the podcast going, send it to a pal. We appreciate that a lot. We got a lot coming here on Bonfire Sports. Uh, we really cut our teeth with the Canadian Football League, with the Blue Bombers, but uh, we launched NFL football coverage today. Josh Fry, Sam of the Winnipeg Free Press joins uh, joined me this week um, to talk a little bit of NFL. We got a creative in, in how we, we approach that. Uh, hope you guys enjoy that. We're going to do that all season long. And then of course, Winnipeg Jets hockey coming up. Give us a thumbs up. If you're a Jets fan out there, I know all of you out there are CFL fans and Bombers fans. I've even had Ryder fans text me this week, telling me they were watching game day after dark after the Labor Day classic and that they liked the show after that game. Yeah. I mean, they won, but we talked a lot about Pete Robertson and the suspension and uh, the headbutt. Well, not the suspension. It wasn't handed down until the next day, but we got into it all and they appreciated it. They enjoyed the show. So that is so great to hear. Um, and 
Again, great to see everybody out there. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you so much here on the bonfire. You're the fire starters. You keep it burning. Um, okay, so Winnipeg's opening six possessions, all going for touchdowns. Joe Piscucci, who is a good friend of mine, outstanding broadcasting career here in Winnipeg with CKND and uh, before it was Global Sports. Um all those old days with, with Darren Millard and uh, uh, the uh, CKND sports line, I think it was called when I was a kid growing up looking at that. Anyway, Joe Piscucci, legend, uh, now retired, but still working in uh, archiving and that sort of thing, working at the uh, uh, Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, archiving for them. But the guy is an archivist and historian and journalist for Winnipeg sports. Like he's the guy that has that clip of Milt Stiegel catching a touchdown for the Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out Mitch. It's wearing the, uh, did, did you see somebody wearing a, a Milt Stiegel Cincinnati Bengals jersey at the Banjo Bowl today? That was Mitch. Uh, might be seeing a little bit of him here on, on the bonfire. Uh, but Joe Piscucci dug this beauty up. September 7th, 1984. The Blue Bombers, and these are the exact words of Joe Piscucci on Twitter, by the way. Give him a follow. I retweeted him, so uh, you'll find it there. September 7th, 1984, the Blue Bombers, led by quarterback Tom Clements, scored six touchdowns on their first six possessions in a 65-25 to blowout of the Ottawa Rough Riders on drives of nine, two, seven, three, five, and one play, respectively. Six for six. Bombers scored their 42 points in 22 minutes, 54 seconds. Tonight, or this afternoon, on a beautiful day for football in Southern Manitoba, in a absolutely rocking IG field, the Bombers scored six touchdowns on their first six possessions. Uh, CFL stats master Steve Daniel uh, and Ed Tate of the Blue Bombers uh, shared these numbers. First time since the CFL started charting drives and offensive possessions it was 2007. And since that time, no team in the entire CFL has scored touchdowns on its first six possessions of a game. The BC Lions in week one last year, I think they scored, I was reading a little bit about this. I think they scored six touchdowns in the first half, but they punted twice in that game. The Bombers didn't punt in this game until the final minute of the fourth quarter. We will look at the stats in just a second. Uh, also from uh, Ed Tate via Steve Daniels, uh, Winnipeg tied the franchise mark for most points in a first half. Dominant, start to finish. Uh, really like this, uh, this number from um, Ted Wyman. Because we're going to talk about Brady and Zach and the defense and Dalton shown the hat trick of touchdowns, three straight part of those six straight touchdowns, three straight Dalton shown touchdowns. Um, shown now has 25 touchdowns in his first 31 CFL games. And as Ted aptly points out, get your head around that historic pace. Well said, Ted. Well said, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, of course, uh, and you can find uh, him on Twitter and in my Twitter as well, uh, sharing some of uh, his stuff. 25 TDs in 31 games for Dalton Schoen. Gracious. Truly. Um, 
Winnipeg had 400 yards of offense in the first half as they went six for six on those touchdown drives. Unbelievable. Unbelievable performance for the Bombers. So the win today seals a playoff spot for Winnipeg. Toronto with a big, big dominant win over the Montreal Alouettes earlier on Saturday. They punched their ticket, the first team in the CFL to punch their ticket to the postseason. East is weaker. Uh, the Argos are, they're nine and one, right? They're nine and one this season. Pardon me, they're 10 and one. <laughs> they're 10 and one following uh, a huge win. And they got an X next to them uh, in the CFL standings page. You know what? Let's pull that up. I'm going to pull that up for you guys uh, and we'll have a we'll have a good uh, a quick look here. Here's the CFL standings as it stands right now. Bombers improved to 10 and 3 and 20 points in the standings. Look at this points for and against. 425 to 263. 425 to 363 would be a good points for against ratio. 425 to 263. BC who um, will play, let me pull up my schedule here, BC will play next week. They are on the bye right now. Uh, BC is home to Ottawa. So at 8-4, and four, still definitely on the outside looking in on Winnipeg, but within striking distance. No question. Uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders fall to six and six. Can you believe some people actually put Saskatchewan at number two behind the Argos in their power rankings this past week? Can you believe that? They beat Winnipeg in overtime on a two-point convert. Winnipeg couldn't convert the two-point convert, but they scored the touchdown and they went toe-to-toe -to -toe after an atrocious first half. Anyway. <laughs> the Riders are six and six, and now Calgary, who will play Edmonton tonight. I think that game is just underway. Um, they beat Edmonton uh, on the final possession in the Labor Day game last week, uh, a chance for another victory, which would put them right on the heels of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Edmonton still has work to do. Maybe they can uh, get some of that work done against the Calgary Stampeders tonight. Uh, as I mentioned, the Argos. Uh, 10 and one and uh, atop the CFL standings. They're out of bye weeks. Winnipeg still has two buys to go. Winnipeg goes to Hamilton in seven days, Saturday, September 16th, week 15 in the CFL, then a bye, then two games, a home game against the Argos. We're going to talk more about that, believe me. And then a road game in BC. We're going to talk more about that game too, believe me. And then a bye in week 19. Uh, the Argos have had three buys already. So what will the second half of the season be in store for them? Montreal at six and six. They have very much struggled. Hamilton uh, captured a win in Ottawa today. The Red Blacks have lost six straight games with Winnipeg born and bred head coach Bobby Dice, who uh, I think has got a little bit of a raw deal there. Um, Talking to uh, talking to some people uh, prior to the the Banjo Bowl about that, and I think Bobby Dice losing his quarterback and uh, you know Dustin Crum didn't play particularly well today. Um, I'm thinking Bob Dice will be back next year. I think he deserves that. I really do. Uh, anyway, the Blue Bombers went to work today. 
Here is your final score. 51 to 6. 28 points in the second quarter. They were mid-drive as they flipped the field and began the second quarter. And that led to another touchdown. Six straight, as we talked about. Uh, Kicked a couple field goals, well, three to be exact, in the second half. Uh, But they really didn't need to keep their foot to the gas like they uh, did early. Zach Kolaris. Five TDs, no interceptions, hits 300 yards passing again. And look at this. 18 of 21 passing. Incredible. Incredible. 85.7%. A quarterback efficiency rating, if you can see up in the corner here, of 158.3. MOP candidate, no question. 10 minutes left in the game. Drew Brown came in to clean up. Didn't need to do much. Didn't, you know, wasn't asked to do much. And so too did, uh, oh, pardon me. And so too did uh, Johnny Augustine, who had four carries for 52 yards. Oh yeah. He averaged 13 yards per carry, uh, including two runs of 10. Had some had some big ones. His uh, Saskatchewan just couldn't handle it. Um, Dakota Prukop came in uh, and really, was effective in the short yardage package, scored the first touchdown of the game, uh, picked up a lot of critical first downs on the ground. But let's talk about MOP candidates. And, you know, I know TSN is chatting about it like crazy. Now, about Brady Oliveira being an MOP candidate, I think he has been an MOP candidate for a while. And when he had... What was it? 32 yards on four touches in the first drive of the game. I said to somebody, I said to Taylor Allen, friend of the show here on on Bonfire Sports, I said to him, I said, Taylor, I think Brady Oliveira needs to get into the conversation for MOP, not just MOC. And after that, Brady went on to tear off some huge runs, uh, notably, 36 yards, the Kolaris shovel pass, 17-yard touchdown. Like, Oliveira is an absolute beast. The guy is freakish. And I tweeted at the time, early in the first quarter, this is the beginning of CFL stardom for a born-and-bred Winnipegger And a guy that does incredible work off the field, in his personal life, with charity work, with animals and humans. And then he goes to work, and he's amongst the best players in the league as a young Canadian tailback. Incredible. Speaking of incredible, (laughs) he's already giggling. Can you hear him? Let's bring him in. Schnitzy, Zach Schnitzer. And I gotta I, I apologize, guys. I apologize. I did not change that graphic. I'm embarrassed. Dude. I know. Up your game, buddy. Up your game, DB. Holy moly. What's going on, Schnitzy? How you feeling? You're looking pixelated. Uh, Is that from uh, too many too many beverages in the uh, in the madhouse I- this afternoon? <laughs> 
I had too many beverages, yes. And I may still be uh, somewhat affected by said beverages, Darren. You're lying. But that doesn't mean that I'm hazy here. I know exactly what happened. And it was a good old-fashioned record-setting crap-kicking. I'm not going to swear. You you took me to ask on the last game. <laughs> but I'm wearing the chain. I wore the chain tonight. It was a good old-fashioned record-setting crap-kicking Six first possessions, six touchdowns, DB. Mm -hmm. Five off the R of Zach Kolaris, one off Prukop, which was the first touchdown, which may be my bomber, uh, my uh, bonfire burning point. What a freaking game, buddy. Dominant. Every fan's dream, exacting sweet revenge. Give me some angry Zach Kolaris any week in the CFL, and it will be a fun week. Loved every minute of it. Crowd was absolutely slathering. Weren't they? Weren't they? Oh, my God. That place was electric. I can't imagine what it was like oh in the stands. My From my perch in the press box, it was, like, shaking at times. And I love Doug Brown. Who, yep. Doug Brown had a great tweet during the game. He said, if anybody tells you it was louder at the Labor Day Classic than it is in Winnipeg today, they're lying to you. I thought that was a great tweet and so true. Um, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It was what a loud, special place. It was a special place, isn't it? Yeah, there was. It was truly the madhouse on Matheson. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, great to see everybody in the live chat. I said what's up to uh, to many of you, uh, you know, off the top. But uh, welcome again. If you've uh, just joined us, uh, hit that thumbs up. Appreciate that a lot. Join the live chat. Maybe drop a little burger emoji in there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. 50 so. burger, baby. It was a delicious, juicy 50 burger. Yeah, and speaking of which, how do you like this? Let me see here. One, two, three. There we go. We got it right now. And the 50 burger to boot. You like that? <laughs> 51 to 6, oh, your final time. I didn't even eat at the game, but who needed to eat? Well, I can burger? tell you didn't I eat at the game. Burger. I ate a 50 burger DB. Oh, you did. Okay. That's good. That's good. I ate a six sliders, maybe six sliders in the first six half. Six sliders fully loaded, buddy. Oh, 50, loaded. Uh, listen, DB, it was almost a 50 burger in the freaking first half, buddy. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, like, points. they set a CFL record, right? According 40, to Steve Daniel. 42 points. Uh, yeah, charting charting yeah. plays. They've well, never, he's never seen the first six drives, six touchdowns. It's crazy. That's right. And I, I touched on that right off the top. Uh, the other one, I, this is, this bears repeating and I'll, I'll, because you're joining me now. I'm, I'm a little upset that you weren't listening to the show in the car. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, sorry, buddy. Joe Pascucci, the legendary Joe Pascucci, September 7th, yeah. 1984, the Bombers led by quarterback Tom Clements. Scored six touchdowns on their first six possessions in a 65-25 beatdown of the Ottawa Rough Riders. Uh, six drives. These were the plays. Nine plays, two plays, seven plays, three plays, five plays, one play. Bomber scored 42 points in 22 minutes, 54 seconds. Wow. Whew. 1984. And yeah, That's, no CFL uh... team has done it at least since 19 uh, or 2007. 
as as you just mentioned. I don't know how you how old you were in '84, but I was one years old, a ripe one. Years how many old. years? '84. I was born in '83, so I don't know. But I don't know how old you were in '83. One one year old. One year old. <laughs> you know what? Take your stickler mentality and shove it. See you in Hamilton. <laughs> I won't Dude, say 108 there next to my finger. I'll be in Hamilton. It'll say Start 110. canvassing my wife right now, Darren. Use your powers of persuasion. Have her call me. Yeah, I will. You know, I I'll should bring some. I should bring some donuts over, right? Ooh, yeah, bronuts. Yeah. No, I'm not bronuts for your wife. I got. I got to get some uh, O donuts. O donuts. By the oh, way, O oh, donuts. donuts. I go to you on every special occasion. Text the hotline. Give me a call. 204-816-TIPS. 816-8477. Why are they not a sponsor? Maybe you want a sponsor. I think you guys would make a beautiful Jets donut for the beginning of the yeah. season. We'll get people to go to some of your locations, all of your locations here in Winnipeg, and uh, have one of those. So why don't you give us, uh, give us a call? We'll, we'll make something happen. What do you think of that? Yeah, I love yeah. it, buddy. O donuts is phenomenal. You, you actually introduced me to the savory O donuts. I did like that that lox and cream cheese one, which oh, yeah. every every Jewish person should have. It's part of your DNA, lox and cream cheese. I'm I've but been learning. Donut, I've been learning the ways of the tribe, as I'm told. <laughs> the ways of the tribe. We were eating O uh, like uh, lox and cream cheese O donuts when we were. You know, escaping the Egyptians in the Sinai Desert for 40 years. That was that's what the manna was. It was lox and cream cheese, oh donuts, buddy. It sustained oh. us over 40 years of wandering. Anyway. I want to get to the football, okay? Enough about yeah, the donuts. Do but I will I will help you convince <laughs> I will help you convince your beautiful wife uh to get you to uh go to Grey Cup 110 in Hamilton this year. Bonfire Sports, we're gonna yeah. be there no matter what. We're going to be there, um, but Jets, Bombers, NFL, CFL, we got you covered top to bottom here uh, on the bonfire. Um, and if you haven't yet, go check out that NFL video uh, once the show's over here, um, or maybe check it out tomorrow when you're setting your fantasy lineup or you're getting ready for the uh, noon slate of games uh, in NFL week one. We are going to have NFL coverage here on the channel all season long. I want to talk about the Bombers defense, because I've really been hammering on the offense. You and I have as, as well. But prior to you joining, talking about Kolaris, the six straight touchdowns, Brady Oliveira being an MOP candidate and an absolute star. Dalton shown three touchdowns on three straight drives, a beautiful hat trick. He's got 25 TDs in 31 career CFL games. The offense, we know what's happening. It was working tonight. And last thing I'll say, Zach Kolaris asked Jeff Hamilton after the Labor Day Classic, are we prolific? Because Jeff asked, like, you know, how do you account for, for these slow starts in a prolific offense? He's like, are we prolific? And during the second quarter, I, tech, uh, I tweeted Jeff, quote, are we prolific? End quote. <laughs> oh, yes, they are prolific on nice. offense. But I want to talk about the defense, Zach, because I think they're getting overlooked in the, the storyline of this game. Right from the opening gun, Winnipeg's pass rush came hard, hot, heavy, aggressive, penetrating. They were so dang 
good. And that's why Saskatchewan was on their heels from the opening kickoff. It was yeah. so impressive to see Jeff Coat and Jefferson and Ricky Walker and Jake Thomas and Cam Lawson rotate in and uh, Celestin Haba rotate in and all these guys just manhandling the Rough Riders offensive line. I know they had two changes, new left guard, new right tackle for this game compared to last week. Colin Kelly pretty nicked up in the Labor Day Classic. He's going to miss a good stretch of time. They're starting right tackle. But Winnipeg's defense just came hard. And 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 frankly, I don't think they the, the Rough Riders would have scored on that opening drive. They kicked a field goal. I don't think they would have scored if... Ricky Walker didn't take that roughing the passer penalty that brought it from the 55 to the Winnipeg 40. And then like one play later, they were well in the score zone. Brett Lowther from, from 50 yards is, is pretty good, uh, especially in a, a sunken bowl, like, uh, like IG field. Um, but I mean, once they had those two field goals, it was lights out another game where Winnipeg didn't allow a touchdown. What was it two games before the Labor Day class that they, they hadn't uh, allowed a touchdown and then it was nine quarters with the first quarter of the Labor Day Classic. They didn't allow one. And then another tonight, like 50 burger, no touchdowns allowed. What else do you want? I mean, and yeah. Jeff Coat and Cramdy and Jefferson. I mean, Jeff Coat absolutely annihilated uh, Dola Gala on one play. Sorry, folks. I know my my screen is my image isn't the best. How many apps I, I do you have downstairs? <laughs> well, I rushed downstairs to, uh, and I didn't plug it in because I rushed downstairs to get. Oh, here, you so. didn't plug it in. I see. I didn't plug it into the Ethernet because I was like just champing at the bit, buddy. Wowzers! Well, are you are you able to, to go upstairs? Are you able to go do it, or could you text uh, text it. your lovely wife? I could go upstairs and do it right now. You want to okay. carry the show for a few minutes? I'll be right back. Well, what else is new? <laughs> I had to, man. TV's I had on to. fire. You like Zach Alaris? I must have pissed you off Oof. at some point. Can, can I just makers. can I say something as as a quick aside? I'm so proud. Tongue in cheek a little bit. I'm so proud. Most everybody has finally figured out how to say the best player in the league's name. Yeah. Kolaris. 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 And Kolaris. you know what it took? It took TSN showing the Bombers quarterback and two-time reigning most outstanding player in the CFL. Hello. It took them putting him on camera prior to the Labor Day Classic and him saying, Zach Kolaris, quarterback, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh, bombing has been saying it right for three years. Just I saying. Tweeted, I tweeted at him last year when you can, when you showed me how to pronounce his name. That's right. And I said, how did you pronounce your name, Kolaris? And he actually responded. He did. And he, he put Kolaris. Uh, yeah, he, he put capital L-A-R because that's the emphasis. Yeah. Kolaris. Kolaris. Anyway, great to see everybody's on board. Welcome to give and do respect to the man who lights it up when he is on his game. Uh, Best quarterback in the league. 
hands down. Will he win MOP this year? Quite possibly. I don't know the last time somebody has won three straight, but Kolaris could be that. Could be Brady, could be Chad Kelly, could be Willie Jefferson, could be Matthew Betts if he's able to keep it going. Could be a lot of guys. Could be a lot of guys. But uh, he was was angry. He really was. Um, (laughs) I'll let you run. I can, I'm going to pull up some highlights. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Schnitzi will be back. Schnitzi will be back. And I am going to pull up some uh, highlights for you guys. This one right here, I believe put Brady Oliveira over a thousand yards this season. Last year, Brady Oliveira hit a thousand yards rushing. On the final, on his, the final touch he had in 2022, he hit a thousand yards in the final game on his final run. This year he does it in game 11 and look at him juke, look at him jive, look at him slip and slide. The guy just makes dudes miss. He's so dang good. Brady Oliveira. What's going on? Incredible. I've been saying that word a lot tonight. You better get used to it. Incredible. Man, oh man. Um, I'm definitely going to pull up some comments from the uh, from the uh, Bonfire Hotline. 204-816-TIPS. 816-8477. Standard message rates apply. It's just like texting your mama, as we say here uh, on the channel. Um, But um, I'm curious what highlights you guys want to see. Because there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch. Um, You know what? Let's just scroll through it. I think that'll be easy. So here's another run from Brady. We're just going to scroll through the CFL Twitter page because they do a great job pulling these on, uh, pulling these up. Oh, Biggie is fired up. here is another Brady Oliveira run, this time to the right side. And I'm sure they're going to show a different highlight of this, a different angle of this, I should say, of this highlight, where you got to see this guy, this kid's foot footwork. It is outstanding. The way he's able to jump cut, it is outstanding. And... To, to break through those tackles, those arm tackles at his legs, to keep it moving. And no kidding, Big Hill is fired up because he knows just how hard Brady Oliveira is running. Uh, this here, look at the pressure on Zach Kolaris. And he so headily shovels it to Oliveira for the touchdown. The pressure coming on Zach Kolaris was unbelievable. He's stepping up in the pocket right here and sees Brady. He's already got the ball out as he's getting hit. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I got to see it again. Look at this. The pressure closing in on the quarterback and Brady able to find a spot where his quarterback could find him. If you watch Brady right before this point, watch Brady. Don't watch Zach. 
So Brady is just about to chip Micah Johnson here, number four. Chip means just kind of throw your shoulder into him a little bit. Obviously, uh, Stanley Bryant is, is taking him on one-on-one, -on -one, but he just chips him a little bit. And instead of running downfield, he sees the pressure coming on Zach. Here's Lanier on the left on Hardrick. Here's Micah Johnson on the right on Stanley Bryant. The pressure is coming. Lanier is nearly free. Look at the positioning he's got on Jamarcus Hardrick. And what does Brady do? He says, I'm right here. I'm right here, QB. And Kolaris, who right now is obviously behind Micah Johnson and Stanley Bryant, sees him. There's the ball. And just a great shovel pass as Kolaris is getting taken down by Anthony Lanier. Touchdown, Winnipeg, and the route continued. Uh, here's some numbers. In the first quarter, Brady Oliveira had 113 yards and a touchdown. Incredible. Incredible. How about this one, Zach, now that you're back? This was the play that needed video review. The command center stepped in and uh, ruled it a touchdown instead of being down at the one. But what impressed me the most here was Lawler and that move and that move and then the drive to reach for the end zone. It happened so quick. Okay. So he's about to get wrapped up here by Nick Marshall spins off him. And now Marshall doesn't have any leverage on him. It's a hand tackle, not even an arm tackle at this point. Cuts back to get the safety to miss. Hits his own guy. I think that's, that's not, uh, that's Damian Jackson. I believe the fullback. Yep. The Navy seal. And then the drive, here's the goal line right here at the bottom. And Kenny is driving for the TD. An outstanding play after the catch for the touchdown for Kenny Lawler. And his knee stayed off the ground. I didn't think, you know, Zach, I, I didn't think that they were going to overturn that by command center. I think they, you know, all scoring plays are, are reviewed automatically. It was, he was down at the one, but it could have been a scoring play. So they automatically review it. I thought it was so close that I didn't think they were going to give it to him. And they did, but yeah. man, what, what a play Lawler came to play. Sean came to play Brady, Zach, yeah. the O line. Unbelievable. Incredible. Insane. Yeah. It was like Madden. It was like watching Madden. It was like watching a guy who's uh or or gal who's just a Madden champ just playing. Mm. Uh you know, just running up the score. I think everyone in the in the uh stadium knew it was a touchdown because you could see his knee wasn't down, but uh, uh you know, they went to review, big deal. They, they Hey, do me do play. me a favor, Zach. Turn off your Wi Fi. And that way the Ethernet will come through. Or you could leave and come back. Oh, your sound What's like going on with me here. See, your audio just got so much better. Give a thumbs up in the YouTube video right now if you appreciate Zach's new sexy audio. Ooh, baby. <laughs>
What was your favorite moment in this game, Zach? Hit the live chat right now, everybody. I want to know your favorite moment in this game. Favorite moment in this game. Oh man, that's a hard one, DB. I mean, the whole the whole thing, the whole game was my favorite moment. I did a I did two Schnitzer stair climbs, buddy. Yeah, what section are you in again? Oh, did we lose him? Oh, Schnitzy. Are you back? Where are you, buddy? You know what, Zach? Leave and come back. If you can hear me, just like close down your browser, come right back. We'll get you. We'll get you. Schnitzy, I hope you can hear me, buddy. If you can, just refresh your browser. We'll get you back because you're pretty pixelated. I don't hear any audio. Try talking. We'll see if we can hear you. See, I see you blinking. I guess you can't hear me, hey? Anyway, that's too bad. Uh, we will get Schnitzy back. I promise. Uh, love this comment from Bingo Bango. Jeff Coates' play was one of uh, was was my favorite moment. Says Bingo Bango. No doubt. Uh, was this the shovel, Peter D? Peter D says favorite was uh, the Oliveira touchdown catch. Uh, great moment. Great moment. Hey, buddy. I turned off my Wi-Fi and I disappeared. What happened? You are clearer and you sound better. Love it. Give okay. the thumbs up in the YouTube video right now. We appreciate it a lot. It helps support the channel. Gets us in that algorithm and all that stuff. Uh, go ahead and do that. And if you haven't subscribed, consider subscribing. Uh, we got Jets coverage. We got NFL coverage. We got tons of Bombers and, and CFL coverage uh, here on the channel. And I'm really excited about the uh, the hockey coverage we're, we're about to launch. Um, working to bring in some, some pretty awesome people uh, to join me uh, on the channel. Uh, good to see Streveler back in the peg. Mm hmm. Darren, did you get an autograph from him or what? Did you go and no, see him? No, I didn't get an autograph. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I, I, you know, I, I ended, I met him at the, uh, the, the Grey Cup social in 2019 and yeah, great guy. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kim Sawchuk. What's going on, Kim? I haven't seen you in the live chat before. Welcome. Uh, unstoppable. Brady Oliveira plowing through the green. Love the way you wrote that, Kim. Well done. Um, awesome. <laughs> like yeah. it's 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 unbelievable uh, how good Brady Oliveira has become. He's elevated yeah. his game to a level that is just well, out of this world. Atmospheric, you know. Yeah, mm. and I I did a poll on Twitter or whatever <laughs> they call it, and. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just I'm just interacting with Paul Audet here. Wonder when oh, Paul hockey coverage um, starts on Bonfire soon, very soon. I did a poll to ask fans who the MOP of the Bombers was, and okay. overwhelmingly they picked Oliveira over Zach Kolaris, which surprised me a little bit. Wow, what do you but think then of that? Tonight you see Zach throw 16 of 17. For 285 and five touchdowns in the first half. But you also see Brady Oliveira end up with 211 yards of 
of offense and a touchdown. Yeah. Who's the MOP? Maybe it is Brady. Maybe. Maybe. He he's he's far and away the um the CFL rushing leader. Uh AJ Olette is the one right behind him, but they've played like two more games than Winnipeg. Yeah. And he's still back like a hundred and something yards or actually way more than that. Now that was coming into the game way, right. way more than that. Now, uh, uh, Phyllis, uh, man, that sucks. DB wish you could have gotten an autograph with Strevy. It's okay. I'm not a fan of the bombers or players. I am a fan of the league and the game and the people but I don't need Chris Traveler's autograph. He gives me his time when I want to interview him. That's what I need from Chris Traveler. I don't need an autograph. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Um, you know, just to, to cover him was the pleasure, you know, to be able to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he wasn't too happy with me when, uh, you know, early in that season, I think it was 2019 when he was, you know, starting a lot of starting some more games. And uh, I said, you know, like Chris, what parts of your game do you want to work on? Well, I'd like to work on my passing game and my accuracy. And, you know, he was honest and really forthcoming. And then it kind of became a thing, right? Like, ah, uh, you know, I said that one time, you guys, and everyone's asking him about it, right? So sorry about that, Chris. I'm sure he's watching right now. I'm sure. He's <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgive you. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure he's spending time with his former teammates. Yeah. Because uh, he hasn't had a chance to to spend too much time with them. But but he is now. Uh, spending some time with them. Um, so before we get into uh, Walby's Warrior, Westwood's Wide to the Right, the Happy Honker, uh, our Game Balls, uh, the Bonfire Burning Point, uh, whatever else I missed, and more video highlights and your comments on the Bonfire Hotline, 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477, standard message rates apply, just like texting your mama. Um, before we do that, I need to mention our good friends with the Winnipeg Wolfpack a group of tackle football players in our community age 16 and up the Wolfpack welcome a diverse group of athletes who love the game and they travel to play in different cities across Western Canada, experienced coaches working to promote growth and development in every player and work to grow women's football. The Wolfpack currently recruiting athletes who want to be empowered and find new opportunities within football while playing games right here in Winnipeg. The Wolfpack are looking forward to upcoming travel events, both in Canada and the United States. They have got a game just down the road in North Dakota on September 23rd. You can get more details at info.wpgwolfpack at gmail.com. It's up on your screen right now. It's in the video description and the podcast description. Info.wpgwolfpack at gmail.com. Great group of people helping grow and sustain the game of football here in the province and the city. Uh, one of two elite level women's football teams in Winnipeg. Uh, so go check them out, um, you know, and thanks to them for uh, sponsoring Bonfire Sports. Um, and our good friend, Tina Bomber woman, super fan galore. Uh, extraordinary. It was, it was a DB with that team a couple of years ago. Was she? she? Yes. Yes. Nice. She got a little bit injured. Shout got out hit to hard her. in one game, but hopefully coming back this year. Okay. Hey. Everybody hits the uh, hits the injury and the rehab path. It, it happens to to the best. Um, 
Here's Dalton Schoen and a whole bunch of touchdowns. So there's his first that he pulls in. Or sorry, this was his third in a row. Jeez. Did he have three <laughs> in a row? Like I didn't even, I lost count after a while. No kidding. No kidding. Shout out CFL uh, for uh, the video footage. TSN as well. Uh, a good friend, uh, Dustin Nielsen. Uh, joining Glenn Suter on the broadcast and uh, calling the game. That was uh, that was a, f- a real fun one. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be logging into uh, their account uh, and and watching the replay online uh, of this Bombers win. Uh, Especially given it was over Nick Marshall who picked us off last game. That's beauty. Right. Yeah. Here's another Kenny Lawler catch. Oh, yeah. At this point. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, at this point, it, the, the route was fully on. Um, but a, a great catch by Kenny here uh, on a nice shuffle step and just using speed to separate from Nick Marshall and, and pull that one in. Kolaris was so on the money tonight. Yeah. He was just, the accuracy was there. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was insane. Like, in the first half, DB, he missed one pass. I mean, can Compare that to last Nine week straight. at Labor Day, yeah. where he didn't complete a pass till the second quarter. In this game, in the first half, he was 16 of 17 for 285 and five touchdowns. Uh, as, Judy, as Dustin Nielsen likes to say, what is happening here? What is happening? Uh, <laughs> Judy Owen, uh, outstanding reporter of 30-plus years here in Winnipeg, uh, sports reporter, writing for the Canadian Press, my good friend, my uh, my buddy, my press box buddy uh, in uh, in the Jets press box and the Bombers press box. She mentioned to me, she's like, Kolaris' first incompletion in the second quarter, that was after going 9 for 9 for 109 yards. And Brady had already, you know, a whole whack of combined yards, you know, at least 50 uh, through the air of that 109 and uh, 63 on the ground. He had 63 on the ground, 50 in the air in the first quarter. Unbelievable. Three catches for 50 yards in the first quarter. Yeah. I wonder what the riders were thinking when, when the game was just getting away from them so early and that, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Oh uh, man. It was awesome. So we awesome. looked at the, we looked at the rush yards uh, right before you joined us, Zach, but like, look at Brady 154 yeah. on the ground, five runs of 10 plus yards, a large, as you like to call it. <laughs> Of 36, uh, 8.6 yards per carry. Okay. That's crazy. Lots, lots of guys got touches today. Shown and Bailey and Brown and, and Kolaris took off early. Yes. Uh, the Kolaris run was crazy. Did you notice too that he hook slides? The riders handle it perfectly. They don't, you know, they all let up. And then the defender, number 24. I want to know who that is. Give me one second. Number 24 was the defender that that got there, and he leaps over. Oh, yes, it was Williams. Deontay Williams. Yes. Uh, I got my program here, buddy. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm looking at yeah. the, the digital version here. So Deontay Williams leaps at the end of Kolaris's hook slide, which is safe. And, of course, 
as he leaps over Kolaris, Kolaris naturally kind of like pops up at the end of like that baseball slide, right? Where you like you, you slide on your hip and then you kind of put your feet in the ground and you pop up. Well, of course, Deontay Williams trying to be safe and doing the right thing ends up kind of bumping Zach Kolaris in the helmet. Just uh, more ridiculous coincidence than anything. But I, I did I did notice that uh, yeah. Dalton shown only five catches tonight, Zach. But caught all all five targets, 104 yards, three TDs, all in a row on consecutive drives, uh, one second down conversion, only eight yak yards because he was either hit in the end zone or real close to the end zone. He is such a deep threat. Yeah. Kenny Lawler, four catches on seven targets for 104 yards, had that one drop. Uh, I know yeah, he would definitely want back. Uh, there's Olivera's four catches on four targets for 57 yards. Just a monster day for the young Winnipegger. Uh, Rashid Bailey, uh, 9.7 yards per catch. Uh, but, you know, still is that wide receiver screen to the flats, um, you know, to the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of the, the, the quick outs, that sort of thing. It's almost like the run game, the way they use Nick Dembski, who, by the way, only had one catch for eight yards. Eight yards, uh, yeah. How about that? How about that? He was huge last week, and then but that's how multiple the offense is, right? Like, and, if you're but taking that's away a, Nick Dembski, we'll throw it to Dalton Schoen, we'll throw it to Kenny Lawler, we'll throw it to Brady Oliveira, we'll throw it to Rashid Bailey. That's how it works. When a guy is so dangerous, the other team will focus on him. And it's almost like six of one, half dozen the other, right? Like, who are you exactly. going to guard? Who are you going to try to limit? Yeah. Well, maybe they tried to limit Nick Dembski and Dalton Schoen, brought his knife and fork and ate and Kenny Lawler sure brought his big spoon and he ate. Uh, so, you know, pick your poison as they say, uh, no knock on Nick Dembski, not in any way, shape or form. No, but Kolaris went to the other ways and clearly made the right decisions with how effective uh, Winnipeg's offense was. Saskatchewan's offense, I mean, do you even want to look at it? Uh, Jake Dolagala went 71.5%, uh, 15-21 passing for 113 yards, no TDs, obviously, no interceptions. Uh, Shea Patterson came in late in relief, went 3-3 three three for 26 yards. Jamal Morrow uh, led the way on the ground with seven carries. 36 yards. Uh, Thomas uh, Bertrand Dudon led the way with 41 yards on five carries. Uh, Kean Schaefer Baker uh, and Samuel Emelis uh, were the leading receivers for the Rough Riders with uh, 37 and 41 yards, respectively. Um, but defensively, I really want to draw attention to the Bombers' defense and, and how good they were tonight, Zach. They brought pressure in heaps and it threw yeah. the Riders off. I thought Jeffcoat had a phenomenal game. I just kept noticing him jump off the page and he just he just put a licking on Dolagala in one play. Uh just hit him in the solar plexus, doubled him over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a uh, beauty. That beauty. was an incredible pass rush too. I think it was the second snap, right? Second snap. Yeah, it was game? early on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Kyrie Wilson led the way with seven uh defensive tackles. And total tackles for the Bombers. Evan Holm clearly was thrown out quite a bit and filled in well as he has him and Dietrich Nichols uh, filling in on, uh, you know, the, the run game as the defensive halfbacks. Uh, but Holm is having I, I think Evan Holm's going to be an all star this year, a league all star. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can see that. So dang good. Uh, Ricky Walker with four tackles. Um, no tack. Whoops. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, no tackles for loss for um, the Rough Riders or for the Bombers against the Rough Riders outside of, well, right here, Jackson Jeffcoat's sack and Retta Cram- Cramdy's sack. Cramdy was really, really good today. Filled gaps, covered well uh, for a Canadian special teamer who's been in the league for a handful of years and never started for him to come in and take the starting job away from Alden Darby, who was a healthy backup and is now injured and on the six game injured list. Uh, But for Cramdy to come in and take that job uh, was really, really something. Uh, He, he is a football player, man. He is a football player, hard nosed, hard hitting, smart, quick, Really, really liked his game. Willie Jefferson, just with the one uh, tackle. Um, oh, and had it. Yeah, had a, had the tackle for loss. So pardon me. Right. One bomber did have a tackle for loss. Uh, Willie J. Uh, it seems like teams are definitely like throwing to the opposite side of Willie Jefferson at the line of scrimmage because we know how good he is at, at knocking the ball down. Well, if we know how good he is at it, believe me when I tell you the, the teams know it times 10. Um and they also seem to run the ball away from Willie Jefferson. Yeah. So whether it's a, you know, a double team that he commands or trying to isolate him on the edge, uh, teams are working away from Willie Jefferson. He was off the charts the first six, seven weeks of the season, right? The numbers were crazy. Yeah, those knockdowns. Have, yeah. And those have all come down as of late, right? Yeah. Well, you know, teams, teams adjust, right? But you take away Willie Jefferson. Well, here's Retta Cramdy, Canadian mm-hmm. strong side linebacker. Like Hell you said, Hell incredible. Like he took yeah. Alden Darby's job. There's no way of mincing the words on that. He took his job. Alden Darby was a highly touted all-star that we signed. Uh, but maybe, maybe you see now why Hamilton uh, sent him packing. I don't know. But Cramdy had an incredible game. If you've texted the bonfire hotline, Leave your name so I can say Zachary mm-hmm. left a text. Zachary. Yeah. Zachary. Yeah. Who's this Zachary uh, character you're talking about? Well, this, well, I, I don't know. I don't know because they don't leave their name. Uh, this text just came through the bonfire hotline. Hi, Darren. Love the bonfire from deep in Saskatchewan. This is a 306 area code. Just Ooh. wondering how I could purchase the hat you have on. We're working mm. on it. I promise. We're working. I DB, promise. You gotta get it. You gotta. You keep saying it, but then you don't come through. Wow, I'm coming through with a brand new NFL show. You can watch on the channel right now. I'm gonna load up the podcast after I load up the post game podcast when we're done here live on YouTube. Uh, Jets coverage. I'm working on it, man. Multiple contributors, new programming, new shows, Ooh, new segments, new baby. things. So I will. I promise. Uh, how about this? Joe from Chippewa Falls, who, Zach, you and I met last night. Yes, sir. Great dude. What's going on, Joe? Good to see you. Good to meet you. Uh, That was worth the plane ride, says Joe from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Of course, Chippewa Falls, as I learned, just outside of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Which you knew about. Of course I know about Of course I knew about Eau Claire. 
Of course you do about Eau Claire. Everybody who's into geography knows about Eau Claire. No, no. It's because of family trips to, um, you know, uh, uh, what was it called? Um, Wisconsin Dells? Yes, thank you. Dells, Wisconsin. And to uh, Milwaukee and Chicago and uh, drives to Toronto through the United States, you know, through Gary, Indiana. Why'd you go to Milwaukee? What the heck's in Milwaukee? Well, because if you're going to go to Chicago, you might as well go to Milwaukee. You know what I did when I was a kid? Really? We went to a Twins White Sox game at the Metrodome, the old Metrodome, uh, to see Kirby Puckett and Chili Davis and Chuck Knobloch. And at that time, it was uh, the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas and Robin Ventura and uh, Black Jack McDowell pitching. Watched one game in Minnesota, and it was like a makeup game or something. Left the next day, went to Milwaukee, got to see Ricky Henderson and Mark McGuire and the Athletics play Robin Yout, still playing for the Milwaukee Brewers at the old Milwaukee County Stadium where Billy Brewer, their mascot, when I think it was, I think Robin Yout hit a home run. Man, that's a throwback. I think Robin Yout hit a home run and Billy Brewer slides down the, the scoreboard. They got a big slide in like in the, in the outfield by the scoreboard and he'd slide down into the big mug of beer <laughs> after every home run. Was this, was this on TV in black and white, buddy? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the early 90s. With antennas that people no, that I would have had on. to adjust Ricky, to get the game. <laughs> I'm talking about Mark McGuire when he was skinny. I'm talking about Ricky Henderson when he was stealing bases like a, like a monster. Uh, but anyway, that was in between the the uh, the White Sox Twins games. Then we went to uh, New Comiskey Park. It was two years old. It was in a second season. A brand new park in Southside Chicago, and watched a doubleheader to wrap Ooh. the three game series with the Twins. We got cheap tickets on the first baseline, and my childhood baseball hero Kirby Puckett played right field that game. He was normally a left fielder. And he played right field that game and we were on the first baseline and I got to watch Kirby up close in the field. Awesome. Just wow. great memory. So that's why I know where Eau Claire, Wisconsin is. Shout out to you, Joe, uh, in Chippewa Falls. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. Uh, who, who is this? Robert texting the Bonfire Hotline. 50 Burger. All caps. Nom, 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 nom. Cramdy and the stuff on third and one. The Bombers linebacking has improved with Adam Big Hill, Ryda Cramdy, and especially Kyrie Wilson's return. Great text, Robert. Well said. Yeah. Well Was it said. Cramdy that stuffed Olagala on the short yardage there? Uh, mm, well, is that what? That's what he's saying. That's super cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. Uh, who do we have here? This is, uh, I don't know if I have the name here. Klimke? Emerson Klimke. What's going on, Emerson? Related the to Ashley Klimke, who did the, uh, the who did the, uh, Maybe. anthem? Maybe. Tell us, Klimke. Yeah. Uh, Emerson says, uh, Christmas in September. What a game. Truly resilient group of professionals that came together and accomplished the goal. 1-0 this week and 10-3 on the season. Pleased as punch, says Emerson Klimke. Looking forward to After Dark. Good to see you out there. I know you're out there. Or you're listening. Uh, great to see you, Emerson. Um, pleased as punch. Love that. Uh, after the game, Dalton Schoen told 
John Liu with TSN on the on the TV broadcast that after the Labor Day game, Zach Kolaris addressed the team in the locker room. No way. And John, being a great reporter that he is, asked, you know, uh, Dalton to expand on, you know, would you share what, what he said? He said, no, I'm going to I'm going to keep that inside. But um, it was to the effect of. We've got to play better. You you saw Zach, you know, like you and I showed it on Bonfire Midweek this past Wednesday, the Zach Kolaris uh, Kolaris um, post game interview. And what did he say? He said, not good enough. What do we have? Three, three completions in the first? Not good enough. We need to be so much better. And then Jeff Hamilton saying, you know, how do you count for this? You're a prolific offense. Are we prolific? They weren't in the Labor Day Classic. And I don't know how you describe them as anything but prolific tonight. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible, buddy. Six drives, six touchdowns, 50-burger, delicious, yeah. satisfying, statement made. Yeah. Uh, another text here on the Bonfire Hotline. Oh, it's our good friend Waiters. What's going on, Waiters? Waiters! Uh, says, hello, Crime Stoppers. Of course, 816 tips. <laughs> remember remember the old number? It wasn't 816. It was pretty close, though. 786? 816 tips is the bonfire hotline. Hello, Crime Stoppers. I'd like to report a murder at IG Field. <laughs> yep. That's good. Yep. Uh, I like great these to see, texts. Great to, uh, to, to read some of those texts uh, on the Bonfire Hotline. And I want to shout out uh, two people. Well, like there was so many people I met and re-met at the Banjo Bowl Prairie Rivalry Banjo Bowl Bash for charity last night. All the, all the proceeds went to Cancer Care, which is awesome. Um, yeah. But two people I met really resonated with me, and it was John and Nikki who I'd never met before and the way their faces were lit up. They're like, it's DB. It's DB right here. And humbly, humbly. Okay. Humbly. It was such a cool experience to meet people who watch every week. And for them to say like, you're in our house twice a week. You know, they probably watch pregame post game, right? Or maybe they watch midweek and postgame or midweek and pregame. But they said twice a week. That's awesome. To, to, to meet people like that and say, you're in our house every week. And I feel like I know you. Like that was such a heartwarming thing. So big shout out to John and Nikki and all your friends. Great to meet you guys uh, at the bash last night. The fire starters are amazing you guys mm -hmm. are amazing thank you thank you um yeah just incredible people and, and rough rider fans reaching out saying they enjoy the show that makes it rough rider fans what? yes yes that makes it worth it for me man i don't yeah, know about you cool. but just to, to hear people talk about how much they, they enjoy the show that's great. We enjoy you. Thank you for coming. We coming certainly along. do. And and certainly if you didn't come to the bash last uh, to last night, come next year. So it's, yeah. it's a good time. It's All a right. Very good. time. Let's fire it up. Zach Walby's okay. warrior. Who went to war tonight? Who are you giving it to? I'm going to give it to who I usually give it to. Although I, I sort of veered from it last week. 
but it's Brady Oliveira. Just the way he runs, he's the hammer. And all the defenders are nails. And, you know, he was probably nails on the chalkboard for Saskatchewan fans because he was just bullying them again and again and again. 211 yards total offense with the touchdown long or large of 26 yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Love it. Like he, I think you talked about it on pregame with Walby. Like what a calming influence it is to have a guy that can just run it down your throat like that, who you can rely on to just bully the other team. And he was just ripping off the run after run, catch after catch. I don't think he had a drop DB. I think he was four of four for what, like 57 yards. How many yak yards did he have? He had crazy yak yards too. I'm gonna, I'm yards pull after that up. the catch. I'm going to pull that up. Pull it up because he was just he was just a bully tonight, and that's my warrior. The you know we know that the Bombers' offense relies on running the ball, and when they can run the ball effectively, they are virtually unbeatable. They really yeah. are, and it sets up play action. It sets up the pass for Zach Kolaris. It's all through Brady. And and listen, if you would have told me that this guy was going to be maybe considered as the MOP of the team instead of Zach Kolaris, or I the league laughed at you. Or the of league. Of the league even, right? Absolutely. He yeah. is just taking it to the next level. Last year, it took him about seven games to get going. We were calling for Johnny Augustine. Somewhere. To start. Somewhere. I was. I was like, Oliveira just doesn't happen. He's not, he's not hitting the holes hard. He's hesitating at the line of scrimmage. So yards after the catch for Brady Oliveira, and, and these don't come up on like the, the stats I, I show you guys on screen. They come out in the, in the PDF, um, uh, you know, a little while after the game. Uh, of Brady Oliveira's 57 receiving yards, 51 after the catch. Crazy. Well, that's a tail. That's a tailback doing the, the short, short wow. pass game, right? But he is wow. just a, he is a truck. Yeah, he is a truck. And you can put out the, the spike strip. Ain't stopping him. No. <laughs> so good at breaking spike tackles. So good, good at breaking tackles. Yeah. Is that okay, something from so the 70s too? A spike strip? What's that? Is that a spike strip? Is that something from the 70s too? No, I think they still use them. <laughs> they do. When you rent a car, you can't go backwards, right? Oh, there's, yeah, there's those. those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. those at like the airport and stuff like that, right? Yeah, when, when but no, I, I'm talking about went, the ones that the that the cops like throw out across oh, the yeah. across the highway. Yeah, Keystone you know? cops. Those were the yeah. those were the arm tackles, uh, you know, in the box that Brady was breaking with his knees and his legs and uh, powering through. Um, so your Walby's warrior is Brady Oliveira. Brady, uh, I will try to balance it out. I'll go to the other side, and you could probably say Kyrie Wilson, who. Uh, led the game in tackles. Uh, yep. You could probably say Jackson Jeffcoat with great pressure on the quarterback and a huge sack uh, in the game. Strip sack, I should say. Um, but I'm going to give it to Retta Cramdy. He is a warrior. The way he plays, I love watching this guy play. Uh, underrated because he's under-recognized. People need to learn about Retta Cramdy. So I'm letting y'all know. 
that's my Walby Warrior tonight. Westwood wide to the right. Was there a moment today, either in the Banjo Bowl or surrounding the Banjo Bowl, Zach, that maybe was a miss? You know what was a miss, buddy? The entire Saskatchewan Rough Riders organization was oh. a miss because then they were missing in action. MIA today. For a team that barely beat us last week, I think I think they emptied out all the bullets from the gun and they mm. didn't have any left. And they were MIA. They were missing in action tonight. Uh, they were way wide to the right, um, not to mention Mr. Uh, Brett Lowther wide to the left on a 41-yard field goal, which he should have hit. But anyway, that didn't matter. The whole organization of the Riders. I was pissed at the Riders last week for beating us in a squeaker 32-30. That was a great, uh, you know, you know ob- objectively a great game, though. Oh, they played a great game. Like, that that was their great cup last week, I think. Uh, yeah, possibly. Well, it raises the question now, uh, as we will continue to uh, uh, serve up our um, Westwood wide to the right. Who's the best team in the league right now? Is it the Argos or is it the Bombers? Well, the Argos stomped Montreal like nobody's business, but so did we. I I think we don't know the answer to that till they come to IG Field, the Madhouse, on September 29th, Darren, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, Winnipeg beat Montreal 17 to 3. And then 47 to 17. Yes. Thank you. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm so looking forward to uh, October, or sorry, September 29th. Yeah. Uh, the Bombers now travel to Hamilton. They'll take on the Ticats, who are coming off uh, a pretty big win on short rest uh, over Ottawa, who've lost six straight. But Hamilton uh, will host the Bombers Saturday, September 16th. That, of course, seven days from today. Where are you going to go? Pre-game with Chris Walby, game day Winnipeg, the day before the game, live here on Bonfire Sports, post-game, game day after dark, me and you, Schnitzi, chopping it up next Saturday night. Um, that is a 3 o'clock start, 3 o'clock Central Time. So right around the same time as tonight, uh, we will go live uh, with uh, Winnipeg's post-game show uh, next Saturday. And you and I, of course, will have uh, Bonfire midweek as well. So your uh, Wednesdays, 7.30. You don't want to miss it. Um, And available on your podcast app and on demand afterwards, of course. So your Westwood wide to the right was (laughs) the riders. The entire organization. Go back home with that tail between your legs like you rotten, fetid gophers that you are. Get out of here. Go home. You came here. You tried to to repeat performance. We, We knew exactly what you were doing. Bombers knew exactly. They emptied out the bullets from the gun. They were toothless, toothless gophers, rabid gophers. Go home. Go home. Okay. We kicked all the right. living crap out of you, and I Re- loved every minute of it. Reel TV. it in. Reel it in. Reel it in. Okay. You know what? As you were chewing up the Argo or the, the riders there, people were hitting the, the <laughs> thumbs up. So look, I, I see well over a hundred of you, like well over a hundred of you watching live right now. And only 85 people have uh, given the thumbs up. So let's get that over 100. Just it's easy right below the video. Just give the thumbs up. Uh, and if you're not able to, 
It's because you don't have like a, a Gmail address or you don't have a, a Google account. Like Google has all your info already. Just sign up for a Gmail. You'll be able to log in to YouTube. Uh, you can subscribe to Bonfire Sports and all the great sports programming here in Winnipeg um, on YouTube and, and on the social medias and on podcasts. Uh, but then when you do that, you just open YouTube and boom, it's right there. It's there for you. You can even ring the bell and get alerted when we go live. NFL coverage, NHL coverage, CFL and Blue Bombers coverage all the way through the Grey Cup. Whether the Bombers are there or not, and I have a good feeling they're going to be there this year. But no matter what, we will be at the Grey Cup in Hamilton this coming November. I mean, uh, DB, is it is it is it going to be anything other than an Argos Bombers rematch at this point? Unless there's like there's a huge upset, a huge yeah. upset, because I don't see it like the Argos clobbered the Alouettes today. Yeah. And of course, that game's in Toronto. But, um, you know, Winnipeg clobbered Saskatchewan, has clobbered BC, of course, got clobbered by BC. We're really going to find out if BC is a team to reckon with Winnipeg when they play in BC, in Vancouver, on Friday, October 6th. So I mentioned the Hamilton game in a week. Then the Bombers enter the bye in CFL Week 16. Week 17, Bombers come out of the bye and host the Argos Friday, September 29th. Buckle up. Buckle up. Likely Grey Cup preview. Then they go to BC the next week, lick their wounds, and then enter the Lions' den Friday, October 6th. So... Two Friday night games, Friday night football. The, the schedule makers got it right. Bombers host Argos on the 29th. Bombers visit Lions on October 6th. Man, yeah, I can't two wait games for, in a row, for those ADB two games. that are going to be crazy. And the Bombers have their bye weeks uh, sandwiched in between or on the outside of those games sandwiched by bye weeks. That's what I'm Yeah, saying. but we've got two more bye weeks and the Argos have none. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of shape they're in by the 29th. Yeah. And BC's taking their second bye week right now. Right. So they're going to go one, two, three straight games, then face Winnipeg. Yeah. It's too It'll bad be. we don't play in Toronto, though, because that would be a good measuring stick as I, well. I agree. I agree. Bombers have never played well at BMO, have they? No. I'd love to go to BMO. It looks like a nice field, actually. It is. Have you been there? Yes. I've been there for, uh, like, a soccer game. Yeah. Football. Uh, been there for a Grey Cup uh, CFL game. Um, it's very nice. It's yeah. small, but intimate. I like it a lot. I like it more than Tim Horton's field. Do you? Yeah. Kind of like me, small, but intimate. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh fraser randall what's going on fraser good to see you man uh big hill seemed to always be in the right place at the right time yeah i agree uh he's gotten a little bit of criticism adam big hill from some fans this season it's the only place i've heard criticism of him is from fans um i haven't criticized him i think he's he's playing well his his smarts and his aggression are his greatest strengths. Um, I don't think you can erase those things uh, with, you know, oh, he missed a tackle or, oh, you know, he's out of position. He's very rarely out of position. Uh, everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Everybody fumbles. Like I told Brady Even Oliver me. the other day. 
I said it right to Brady's face like a dummy, but like he knew I was joking, you know, because I'm interviewing him and I forgot my question. And it was kind of just like the, my, my videos rolling. I'm like, Brady, you know, I forgot my question. He's like, oh, it's all good. I'm like, yeah, you know, everybody fumbles. And, you know, we kind of smiled at each other <laughs> like, hey, you, but you go right back to it. Just like when Brady fumbled that time, they gave yeah. the ball right back to him. You go right back at it. Someone's asking me if I'm a cowbell dude. Bingo, bango. Welcome to the chat, bingo, bango. Hmm. Um, I am not a cowbell dude because I find that like the people around me just like shudder in annoyance at the cowbell. Like it's, I have a bull bell actually, not a cowbell. It's, it's like the bigger version of the cowbell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> freezing. <laughs> Like, so not a cowbell. And shout out to Turkinator. Finally run into Turkinator on 128, buddy. Nice to meet you. What's going on, yeah. Turk? Good to see Turk. you. Turk. Yeah. Uh, Alana Turner asking, will uh, Mike Miller uh, be sure back for the start. Toronto game? I don't think he will because he's still really? not practicing. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. What's, what's your wide to the right, TB? Do you have uh, one? I mean, I don't know if I got one. It's hard to think of one. Yeah, Granny Bomber fan, hit the thumbs up when uh, you fixed your audio there, Schnitzy. Yeah, well, we we try. Yeah. Well, do, do me a favor. Tilt your camera up because your beautiful bonfire hat is chopped off. Oh, no. There you go. Oh, yeah. Get that That's B, nice. baby. See, you're, you're a good looking guy when you try a little bit. When I try, I, but that's the thing though. I have to try, right? You have to try. I know. And guys, we don't like to try. Not like you. You don't even, you just get right out of bed and Mm. the ladies are all over you. Right. Yeah. Like I didn't spend 45 minutes hacking this beard down. So I didn't look like a a bush man going to the prairie (laughs) rivalry banjo bowl bash. That's why you and uh, your buddy were late. That's why I was late. That's why I was Uh, late. I late picking him up and yeah, that's true. Trimming, trimming the uh, beard. true. Yeah, beauty takes time, you know. Even right. even lack of even lack of yeah. beauty takes time. Uh, Turk, wide to the right was the game ended. Yeah. Okay. I know. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I will give my Westwood wide to the right tonight to Turk. He says wide to the right was when the game ended. Because man, what a party it was at at IG. Field I know. Tonight. I was. He's right though. Like I was sad as the time was ticking down. I was like, oh, I don't want this to end. This is just the best. The uh, whole second half is like we won the game. That's what you want from a home game if you're a fan, right? No you question. want to blow the crap out of the other team. Right you away. pardon? <laughs> what? Uh, uh, while we while you marinate on what the bonfire burning point is, because we got the burning point, we got the happy honker, we'll hand out our game balls. While you marinate on what the bonfire burning point was tonight, I want to draw attention uh, to an awesome sponsor that is with us uh, for the next stretch of time. How do I have this? This is really strange. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, I know what I did. This is what I did. Here's their website. Ooh, that looks tasty. Yeah, it is heart to home meals. They believe life should get easier with age. Heart to Home has created a service with lifestyle and tastes and nutrition in mind. You can order online or by phone, and one of their friendly and trusted delivery team members will have delicious meals delivered straight to your door. No contracts. Order as often 
or as little as you like. And it's easy. You can visit hearttohomemeals.ca or call 1-866-933-1516. This is their website, hearttohomemeals.ca, where you can uh, get tons of uh, cool information on, you know, their story and what they offer and their nutritionists and everything. Great to have them along as a sponsor uh, for this next stretch of time. Uh, Once again, that number, if you're listening on the podcast, 1-866-933-1516, hearttohomemeals.ca. So whether it's for you or for somebody in your life, uh, you can take good care of them uh, with Heart to Home Meals. Delicious meals made for seniors. And that's awesome. Great. What is your bonfire burning point tonight, Zach? <laughs> Where am I? There well, I am. I know. You know what, like, buddy? Slats there. Sorry about that. Nice uh, slats. How slat? You get him back on the show. He was good. Um, he was, yeah. My bonfire burning point was simply the the first drive of the Bombers. First of six in a row with touchdowns <clears> where Prukop finishes off a solid first drive by the Bombers for the touchdown. I mean, the, the, at that point, the Bombers just rolled hmm. to the tune of 42 to six in the end yeah. of the first half crazy i've never seen anything like it db like we we had a 50 burger up on bc a couple of games ago at home but we we weren't clicking like this they made a statement and it started with the very first drive yeah i think they put the whole league on notice yeah don't sleep on us just because we we lost in overtime to to the riders i'm so sad that toronto game is what like what is it september 9th so it's 17 days away. Jeez. Too Wh- far away. Wh- which is 17 days away? Uh, the the Argo Bomber game, 29th. Or 20 days away. Why not 17? What am I talking about? Yeah. 20 days away. That's so sad. That's our next home game. Because we've got Hamilton next week on the road. And then a bye. And uh, yeah, and then and then the bye. Just two home games in the regular season remaining for Winnipeg. Friday, Jeez. September 29th. And Saturday, October 21st with... Uh, Trey Ford, who I know uh, reportedly has been injured uh, in the uh, in the uh, Stampeders Elks game happening right now, um, but Trey Ford and the Elks coming to town uh, on Saturday, October twenty first. So West semifinal will be Saturday, November fourth. Uh, same with the East semifinal. Uh, the the West and East finals are on Saturday, November eleventh, and then the Great Cup. Sunday, November 19th. So keep in mind, CFL playoffs this year on the Saturdays, November 4th and 11th. Great cup sticking, great cup sticking on Sunday. I agree. Very smart. Very, very smart. Um, What's your your burning point, buddy? Okay. So my bonfire burning point happened early in the second quarter. Uh, There was one, two, three, four, four plays and then the quarter break. Okay, and yeah, you know, Winnipeg's up 14 to three at that point, but it was the touchdown by Kenny Lawler with the command center stepping in uh, and overturning it down at the one, making it into a touchdown. So a 24 yard catch and run. We, we watched the highlight a little bit earlier. Just just gritty run from Kenny Lawler. He's got hands. He's a great route runner. He's fast, man. After the catch, he is he is just gritty. Uh, a com- a great competitor, Zach Kolaris described him as. 
um, this week. He said he loves playing with Kenny because he's a great competitor. Uh, and he showed it on that touchdown. But that touchdown completed a nine-play, 87-yard drive that used eight, uh, pardon me, used 10 minutes, five seconds of game clock. A 10-minute, nine-play, 87-yard drive that put the Bombers up 21-6 to early in the second quarter. I know that's just a, like a, a, a two-score game, right, with a, with a two-point convert in, in there. Uh, just a two-score game up 21-6, to 15 points. But I felt like that was an absolute backbreaker. Mm. You know, the Riders did come back and, and uh, you know, put together a six play 40 yard drive, um, you know, kicked a field goal. Uh, but then right back, the Bombers go eight plays, 70 yards, three minutes, 39 seconds. That drive was. Uh, but it was that 10 minute drive and Winnipeg's third straight touchdown to start the game and a long drive. Um, that was my bonfire burning point. No, nice. he was locked well in at that said, point. DB. Well said. Uh, after the bonfire burning point, we always get to it. Uh, it's the happy honker award. You were waiting Where's for the, it, weren't you? I'm waiting. I'm waiting <laughs> for it. Where's the sound? Where's the, where's the sound effect? You didn't buddy? hear it? I love it. Oh, I just no. played it. Do it again. There we go. Now I heard it. Oh, you heard it that time. Okay. Now I heard it. <laughs> anyway. The I happy honker in says, homage. I don't hear everything. I don't yeah. hear everything that happens. So the happy honker is in homage to the f- award formerly handed out by the late, great Cactus Jack Wells, uh, outstanding broadcaster. Excuse me. Outstanding broadcaster. Uh, one of the two Jacks in the two Jacks press box at uh, IG field. It's the Bob Irving media center, the two Jack's press box, Jack Matheson and cactus Jack Wells, who Jack Wells handed out the, the happy honker award after bomber games. Uh, people would be honking their horns, listening on the radio. Uh, just a the fun moment of levity. The thing that made you happy. What do you got for the happy honker tonight? Well, what made me feel levitated or or made me feel some levity was our was our coverage on kick and punt returns, Darren. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it fully like meets the criteria of happy honker, but that's that's a part of the game where we were getting owned last last week. I think Alfred had over what 200 yards of returns. This <laughs> week they held them to 90 yards on five returns for an average of 18 last week. I think he had an average of 30. So, you know, the first, the first run back by Alfred on the opening kickoff, the, the riders were starting on their 54. And I was like, what's going on? You guys clean this up. I told you to clean it up. Don't you listen to me? But uh, they, <laughs> they did listen to me, obviously. Right. And they cleaned it up. And, you know, 18-yard average is pretty good. So I thought the return team really stepped it up, and uh, they made me happy. That was my happy honker, as well as Strevy being in town signing autographs. That was cool. But but really, for me, that, was, uh, that made me feel uh, levitated. Yeah, T-Will, Arlen, uh, lots of people mentioning uh, Chris Streveler being in town was the happy honker. Craig Smith... Uh, 
as always, bringing lots of value to the live chat. Uh, Jack yes, Wells sir. was special. Yes, indeed. Uh, I don't recall listening to him. I don't think I was um, old enough in my youth to to remember that, uh, even if he was still on the air. But uh, I've, I've heard so many great, great things about uh, the late, great Cactus Jack Wells. Um, yeah, Lynn Reimer, RIP Cactus Jack, you are still missed. That's awesome. That's awesome. People can uh, can can still share those memories. Um, my happy honker is the capacity crowd, is the atmosphere and that volume. It is the beautiful day it was today for football, like weather wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took a picture in the first quarter. Because the stands were full. And I mean, you know, you got some spots because people are in the bathroom or at the rum hut or whatever. But I don't remember seeing that stadium like that looking that full. Like we've we've seen it sold out before. We've seen the numbers and the announcement that it's sold out. But I don't know if we've seen it like look sold out because yeah. of the open concourse. I call it the gift and the curse of IG Field, right? Uh, of that open concourse plan. The gift being great experience for the fans to be able to kind of mill about, still see the game and feel the game. Yeah. If they're not in their seat where you go to so many other stadiums and if you're not in your seat, you're in a windowless cavern underneath the stands, right? Um, but the curse being often on TV, it doesn't look as sold out or as uh, sold uh, as it is, but that's my happy honker. Uh, just, just that beautiful atmosphere. How lucky we are here in Winnipeg to to have a, a sports environment like that. Happy honker. Beauty. It, it the noise was deafening. Crazy. And Crazy. and my buddy, my buddy Jack, who I came came to the game with, um, when they did the player introductions. Just even that before the game started, like it was so loud, and and he turns to me and he says, "You know, it's a beautiful sunny day. The crowd is incredible. Like life is good. Life is good. The offense running out of the tunnel. Uh, people were just losing their minds. DB from the very beginning of the game. I just mm-hmm. loved the noise. It was just special. Yeah, agreed. It it really is special. Uh. Leighton Janus. See, it's special in Winnipeg. It's also special across the country. Yeah, the chain baby. says, repping the bomber chain out here in beautiful British Columbia today. Bomber fans are everywhere. Uh, Great that we can bring the bonfire sparks your way. Absolutely. We're Uh, Hopefully everybody is safe out there too. Uh, When you talk about, uh, you know, fires in BC, uh, of course, you know, all joking aside, uh, hoping everybody is is safe uh, and and taken care out there. Um, Yeah. Bingo Bango's right though. Nothing like a bomber game. It has become the spot. It is a vibe. It is a scene. How cool it is to be at IG field these days. Yeah. Awesome. It and, awesome. you know, we, we, we talk about the Bombers only having two home games left, right? Um, that's because Wade Miller does great work in getting those Thursday and Friday night games in Winnipeg when it is a, you know, it's not a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon or, you know, that's he gets the night games 
during the summer when people want to go out. And I know not, some people are like, I don't like Friday games or I don't like Thursday games. Or The reality is people go on those nights. It works here in Winnipeg in the summer, because if it's Saturday or Sunday, often people are out of town or going to the beach or going to the lake or, uh, you know, going to many of the provincial parks and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but how cool it is to get all those games in like the juicy part of the season, right? Weather wise. Uh, so we can enjoy them. Uh, and then, you know, you get a couple, you get a playoff game the way this team's built right now. Um, likely they'll get a playoff game. Very, very likely. Uh, they would pretty much have to lose out from here. They secured a playoff spot today, uh, with a win. So too did Toronto. Uh, Winnipeg would probably have to lose out to be a visitor in the West semifinal. Mm-hmm. I don't think Not I don't see that happen. happening. So they're going to have a playoff happen. game at home one way or another. So at least yeah. three more games at IG field, uh, special, special. If, if you're like, I don't, you, do you hear this from people, Zach, like people that are like, ah, I don't know if I want to go to a bomber game. I heard the parking's tough or it takes forever to get in there. It takes forever to get out. Do you still hear that? Not anymore, I, man. I, I don't at all. But we heard a lot of it in the first few years. I think yeah. there's still people out there that are afraid to go to a bomber game because they think it's going to be an ordeal. You're proof that you get out of there so fast, get home, down in your basement, plugging your internet in. <laughs> Maybe and not plugging my internet in sometimes, but yeah. yes. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, well, I have the advantage of we park right next to the stadium. And in part, that's because my mother-in-law and father-in-law have a, a parking pass there and he has a handicap pass, so we get a good spot. But um, I think if you get to the game early, you're in the soccer lot or the blue uh, parking spot uh, or Max Bell, if you get there early, you can get out pretty well. They really have done a good job of directing traffic for like pedestrian traffic and they'll stop pedestrians so that cars can get out now, which is good. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can you can get in and out of there uh, pretty quick. Yeah, it's good now. It's yeah. it's not the way it used to be. Yeah. It used to like when they first opened, it took like an hour to get out of there. Well, it's crappy. because they they put food trucks on the road out in front of IG Field instead of now it's buses to get people in and out in the park and rides. As as you know, waiters mentioned a couple comments ago there. Um, <laughs> Jeff Kabila is saying dealing with riders fans is the is the ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but now they've got all of that straightened out back in the day. It was, uh, like that first bombers game was an actual nightmare because there was construction on the perimeter in Pemina highway. There was construction on Pemina highway and they weren't organized that time. And it was so bad that one time that they put in concerted effort and work and they fixed it and they fixed it years ago. I remember talking to Wade Miller and him, you know, it'd be like, you know, let people know. And I, I worked really hard to let people know you can get in another so much better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's Sard. I park across Pemina. It's about a 15 to 20 minute walk and it's fantastic. No question. Yeah. Well said, Sard. I see yeah. a lot of people walking. It's great. And then T will sharing a sentiment. I'm sure many have, the team is so good right now, it doesn't really matter. Well said, T-Will. Well said. Uh, okay, uh, game balls. Let's get into it, Zach. You only got 14 to hand out tonight. So 
<laughs> I'm holding you to that. No, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, well, I've to? got two. I've got Dalton Schoen had a bounce back game. I think you were talking about people, you know, mentioning a sophomore slump. He dropped a couple balls last week, which cost them. I think if in the Labor Day game, if he catches one of those, we win because it was so close. But today he didn't drop one DB. He was five five for 104 yards and three touchdowns. The hat trick. You rarely see a hat trick in the CFL for touchdowns. You know, that's like Milt Stiegel territory. I think Sam Emelis is the only other receiver for the, he's for the Riders who has a three touchdown game. So he's one of my game balls. And if not for the Lawler drop, the end zone drop, Zach Kolaris, <laughs> Sasha, Zach Kolaris goes seven straight drives with a touchdown like orchestrates seven straight drives in the second half. Uh, Lawler drops that one in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, but six straight drives touchdowns on each drive, 42 to six, the end of the first half, like Steve Daniel, the, the stats guy hadn't seen anything like it in how many years, 16 years. He didn't even, he didn't even uh, know the time. When someone had done that before 2007, crazy. Yeah. He finishes the half 16 of 17, one incompletion for five touchdowns and 285 yards. He's basically saying, shove it, Saskatchewan. Shove it, Pete Robertson. Please make me angry. Whoa, Please whoa make hang, me on, hang on. I hang dare on, you on. to make me angry again. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to stop you there. Just, it's not you, Zach. It's. It's you. It's, it's not you. It's me. It's not you, buddy. It's me. It's just We're breaking not, up. It's just not working. We're breaking it's up. It's not working anymore. No. <laughs> it's, it's just, I don't know what's going on, but it's not you. It's me. No, it, it's not you that I am to- telling hang on to. Okay. It's, it's everybody. I just want everybody out there to understand that Pete Robertson took a lot of heat and I'm not talking about a suspension or a penalty or whatever football wise. He took a lot of heat in social media and like on the street. You know what I mean? He took a lot of heat. He was classy. He called Zach Kolaris this week. They had a good talk. They got it out of the way right away. You know, Kolaris, I believe, said something to the effect of, you know, he just got a little bit too hot. It's time to move on. He served his one game suspension. He didn't appeal. He served it. He was penalized in the game. Probably should have been removed from the game, but live and learn. Hopefully the CFL learns. Um, And I have a good feeling they will, because this is a big one. Um, It's time to move on. Don't hold grudges. Football is football. Some games you win, some games you lose. Shit happens. Move on. DB, spicy. I've, I've moved on. I actually, I'm, I'm impressed what happened with uh, with Robertson. I thought, you know, he called Kolaris. He admitted his mistake. He <laughs> took it like a man. He's not uh, a dirty no, player. I, I, no, he's not. A, and, and even Kolaris said he's not a dirty player. He doesn't want to get, yep. he doesn't want a guy to lose his game check. I have no problem with Robertson. But it's just part of the whole um, narrative that they piss Zach Kolaris off like a hornet's nest. They, they you know, and he came and they bit them back. And I don't think he was just pissed off because of that. You saw him jawing with Derek Moncrief last week, Derek. Yeah. Right? Um, this is football, man. You're going to talk. 
And going face mask to face mask is not a headbutt. It's 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 trash talk. A headbutt is a headbutt. Yeah. 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 Uh, Scott Roger. Great comment. Good to see you, Scott. Uh, no one gets a game ball because everyone gets a game ball. Um, I love that. Uh, somebody brought up a comment here. I want to, I want to draw attention to it. Uh, Roy says, what award do you give the ultra chaotic officiating of Andre Prue? It follows him around. Roy, I disagree. Andre Prue is one of, if not the best official in Canadian football period. He has been named the official for two of the last three Grey Cups. And I have an inclination to believe, I can't confirm it, but I believe he was assigned this game for a reason. Andre Prue is no nonsense. He is a very, very good, fair official. And I don't understand why people crap on him i do not get it he is damn good at his job and i understand fans are, are going to want to hate on refs sometimes okay but to say he's always bad and and uh, you know like roy says here ultra chaotic officiating follows him around come on dude i watch all if not as many as, as I can of the CFL games, good majority of them. Uh, he is a damn good official. Objectively speaking. Anyway, appreciate the comment mm -hmm. though, Roy. Nothing personal. Everybody has an opinion. I disagree. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, I will give a game ball. So I, I gave Reddit Cramdy, uh, my Walby's warrior, but I will give, him the game ball to like, I'll say Retta, you know, as I often do, I do it like a coach, right? As the coach, I'll walk into the room and I'll say Retta, giving you the game ball for that front six, front seven. They were so good pressuring Jake Dolagala, limiting the run game, being tenacious and aggressive. Uh, game ball goes to the Blue Bombers defensive front. And the back end, too, was was really good. But I'll, I'll give a game ball to the front. Yeah. You got another one? That's it, buddy. I'm, But I'm glad what? you're giving one to the defense. I give you 14 no. for once, and you give no. out one. No, I'm I'm going against the grain here. I'm just giving a couple out. But uh, well, I like how you gave some love to the defense tonight. So you gave it to Shone. Shone and Kolaris. Okay. Yeah, Shone, Kolaris, Brady Oliveira. Um the old line Brady yeah. didn't do it alone. No, Brady didn't do it alone to run through. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, those are our game balls then. How about that? Look uh, at that. Yeah. Uh, a couple comments I wanted to, uh, to drop Jeremy Lockstead just a few minutes ago said, uh, moose on the loose game. You remember that banjo bowl or the moose, that young moose was running yes. around. Yes. I remember Co it. Well, that was 2017. That was a hell of a game. 48, oh. 28 bombers. Oh, you remember the score. Damn. Oh, okay. I remember a lot of things about the Bombers yeah. in that game. That uh, was that was the kick return that uh, Maurice Leggett had where they fooled the riders yes. with Kevin Fogg waving his oh. arms on the other side of the field. Love and that. And Leggett brings it back for the touchdown. Plus, he had a pick six. I love that. Kevin Glenn. Yeah. It was a good it was recall, a man. Memorable, 
game. Okay, you get a game ball. You get a, a game day after oh, dark dude. game ball. I tell you, I'm the fan. I'm the ultimate fan. I remember yeah. these things. How Canadian is it that a adolescent moose <laughs> running around the stadium and a game called the Banjo Bowl yeah. delays the game? Yeah, it was too, too, too funny. It was too, too, too good, good for words. Uh, Granny Bomber fan says, too bad the Grey Cup isn't here in Winnipeg. Soon enough. Soon, Soon enough, enough, Granny Bomber fan. Two years. Yeah. Goes to Hamilton this year. Grey Cup 111, scheduled to be in Vancouver. Grey Cup 112, scheduled to be here in Winnipeg in 2025. Woo! Gonna be good. How about that? Like uh, 11 years apart, right? Yeah. yeah. 2015 and then 2025. That's 11 yeah. seasons. That's 11 yeah. years. I guess it's 10 seasons, right? 103rd Grey Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yes, waiters. I also remember my wife's birthday, okay? And our anniversary, not the least of which is because she's inscribed <laughs> our anniversary date on the inside of our rings. So uh, I can never forget. Smart lady. That is funny. Waiters yeah. always on your case, eh? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine because I, I enjoy waiters' videos. I'll be rewatching this game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, game ball to the fans tonight. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, partying all week at the uh, Banjo Bull Bash, the Prairie Rivalry Bash uh, for charity last night at, at Finn McCool's uh, was awesome. Uh, Riders fans, Bombers fans, everybody, you know, enjoying themselves. You go to my Twitter. Uh, you can find a link to it in, in the, the video description, the podcast description. Uh, if you go to that, you can find... Uh, uh, I got uh, arrested by the Grey Cup Fund Police, um, <laughs> got citationed and um, sequestered. And uh, I, I posted some pictures of that and then a video of like the Riders fans and the Bombers fans all dancing together to the live music they had at Finn's uh, last night. That that was so great. Great to meet everybody uh, at Finn's, um, you know, Sandy and Rhonda and um alexander and it was so good to, to see everybody and so good to see everybody in the live chat peter what's going on uh josh and bingo bango's been bringing it all night and sard and uh t will and and you know if i miss phyllis if i'm missing you out there thank you i see all your stuff it's good yeah it's good stuff it's good yeah uh well hey we now look towards uh bonfire midweek you'll join me on wednesday live at 7 30 p.m here on the channel game day winnipeg with myself and the legend truly chris walby who uh is joined now by uh james murphy in the ring of honor at ig field while walby will join me for game day winnipeg winnipeg's pregame show on friday uh and then post game you and me game day after dark we're gonna do it again in uh, seven days to the hour my friend I expect us to be 11 and three after that game, my friend. And by the way, folks, if you haven't listened to game day Winnipeg this week and the special guests that DB brought on, you know, the uh, trifecta of you, Westwood and, and Walby again, uh, back again, it that was, was awesome. what a great episode. Love the chemistry you guys have. Uh, I wish, I wish he would come on more often. Uh, it was a great show. So check it out. Even though you know the outcome of this game, check it out. 
Oh, there's tons uh, of good insight in there, right? Chris and I don't yeah. talk just just about the game. We talk about the league. We talk about the Bombers in a, in a broader perspective. So if you guys ever miss the shows, go back and listen yeah, to them. Go back and watch them. Um, yeah. and give a thumbs up. Go give a thumbs up to those videos. That helps so, so much. Uh, comment. You can leave a comment afterwards. If you're in the live chat or you're watching after, leave a comment, leave a thumbs up. And if you haven't, consider subscribing. we got some Jets and some NFL, uh, some Winnipeg Jets coverage, uh, and, and tons of Bombers. Uh, this team is so incredibly powerful, impressive, entertaining, dynamic, uh, and, and just plain fun. Uh, enjoy, yeah. Bomber Nation. Uh, you've earned it. You've been patient. You've earned it. Uh, yep. Heck of a game tonight. 51 to six. The Bombers beat the Riders in the Banjo Bowl revenge rematch uh, and now look towards a game on Saturday in Hamilton. For Zach Schnitzer, I'm Darren Bombing. And as always, I leave it to you, my good friend, to sign us off. Shalom, everybody. Sayonara. See you next time.